Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Save the World. And we still have to save the world from the conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination, which took place 60 years ago this week. And in order to do that, we have to rid ourselves of conspiracy theories for a moment and just focus on the science, which uh, has been very mysterious, to say the least, since the Warren Commission released its report in the aftermath of our president's assassination back in 1963. So let's turn to an expert who um, is the head of Not Laboratory, and that is a uh, forensic engineering and visualization service company. So basically... They recreate scenarios to aid in legal cases and insurance cases, and they've done some very high-profile work reconstructing the crash of Princess Diana and uh, the Miller Park MLB Stadium crane collapse, among others. So not Laboratory has been tasked with trying to assess using three-dimensional models of what might have happened on Dealey Plaza, November 22nd, 1963, when both President John F. Kennedy and Texas Governor John Connolly were shot. So, having said all that, Stanley Stoll, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Thanks, Kennedy. I appreciate it. So, you started with what? in terms of trying to figure out the the single bullet or magic bullet theory? We started with rebuilding the scene is what we started out with. So that's that's a process of going out with 3D laser scanners and, and capturing Dealey Plaza in an accuracy that we've now have in all of our modern investigations, all that stuff that you've just discussed. That's where all of our investigations start with. We usually receive some video or something like that, but then let's go collect the scene. So go out and get the laser scans from the scene. And how much has Dealey Plaza changed since 1963? Are you able to get an accurate assessment of how it was 60 years ago? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it's it's changed a little bit, but the the major items are still are still the same. The buildings are the same. The roadway path and curbs and things like that are all the same. Uh, the things that that had to be accounted for, or adjusted to to take us from present day back to 1963, were, by example, uh, there's been overlays of the pavement, so that the pavement was too tall. So we had to, to to scrape off a couple of inches of the pavement. We had to put back into place some uh, 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 some signage, uh, move some lamp posts that had been moved. They used to be really close to the road, and, and now they're back away. So you had to re- reposition those. And then there's also the trees. Do you mean physically reposition them or just in your computer model when you came up with your point cloud? In the computer model. Yeah. So so posi- correctly position them back to 1963 in the computer model. OK, so you do all that and you take drawings from the autopsies, uh witness reports. I'm, I'm sure you poured over the Warren Commission report uh, in great detail. And then how do you how do you come up with your data points and and what you're going after based on all of that? 
Yeah. So, so all of those things are taken into, into, into account. So the, the autopsy photographs are, are the big one. And then we're using the photographs that were c- captured of the scene. And so all that information is provided to us by, by uh, John Orr, who has done a fantastic dive and he knows everything about the Warren Commission report. Uh, what we did is we just focused on the science. So he brought us these key components, those photographs, uh, the, the autopsy reports, uh, the photographs of JFK's uh, shirt and entrance and exit wounds and things like that. Um, he brought us those components. And then what we start with is we start with taking those photographs of the scene and overlaying those back over this point cloud. So we've got this computer model, it's you know, a digital twin, exact replica of, of the scene back then. We're taking photographs from that historic day and we're putting the limousine and, and limousine and, and everything back into place as it was in 1963. So that's the limousine. That's also the position of President Kennedy and Governor Conley in their positions in the limousine as well. So that's this process of getting this entire computer model put back to, together uh, to where we're able to start reconstructing you know, what happened in, in that exact instance. instance. And then, um, yeah, then we're overlaying the, so then we start to analyze the autopsy reports and the bullet trajectories, you know, those wound patterns that were created in, um, you know, entrance and exit wounds for President Kennedy and Governor Conley. That's, that, that's the starting point of where you, where you start to figure out where these bullets came from and so forth. And what told you the most based on that material that you had? Um, well, the... The autopsy were photo- photographs, and then in the National Archives, you've got the entrance and exit wounds in, in President Kennedy. So those are big pieces of this. That that establishes uh, two two points, two two uh, you know uh, scientific pieces uh, of evidence. And then the other components would be the the autopsy, um, not the autopsy, but the the reports and the in the wounds on Governor Conley, because you have an entrance wound in his in his in his lower back. You have an exit wound out the, uh, you know, his lower chest and then uh, some uh, a wrist uh, entrance and exit wounds and then embedment of the of the bullet ultimately ultimately in his left thigh. So those are the pieces that you're putting back in together. Those are the critical pieces that are going to start the trajectory for the the for the bullets. And, you know, if, if there is a single bullet, then would ballistics be able to tell you that based on the size of the wounds? Well, I'm not a ballistics expert, so so that gets a little outside of our scope. What we were looking at is the alignment of those wounds, more so than than the actual wounds themselves. We're looking at, you know, can can the alignment of those of those injuries uh, work to to match the pattern of what was presented in the Warren Commission report as a single bullet that came through President Kennedy and then also continued through uh, Governor Connolly. But Governor Connolly, in in order to be consistent with the Warren report, would have to have been sitting a foot and a half in front of the president. But according to the analysis provided by not laboratory, what did you find about where Governor Connolly would have had to have been sitting? Well, it was less about how far in front of him. We did we did position him exactly in that position. But what we found is for that single bullet to pass through President Kennedy and, and come out his throat and then to pass through and create the wound pattern in, in Governor Connolly, Governor Connolly had to be sitting further to the left 
further to the interior of the vehicle to create something like that. And there's two components to it. He has to be sitting further to the left, but simultaneously, the wound pattern, um, if, you, if you look at the, the uh, information that we presented, we have, we have a green line and red line that's, that's there. Uh, the green line represents a, a, uh, the trajectory from Oswald's position in the uh, sixth uh, floor of the depository through the entrance window of President Kennedy and the exit. The red line that's displayed there has a different angle to it uh, as well. And when I say that, it has a right to left the, the angle is more right to left as, as you're looking towards the front of the vehicle than, than the bullet trajectory from coming from, uh, uh, from Oswald's positions through, through uh, President Kennedy. So that right to left angle also does not align with, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, we, we can't conceive how you would have a bullet that would come straight through President Kennedy, come over and then come over to the right and then continue from a right to left angle uh, through Governor Conley. So there's two components there. One, Governor Conley needs to be sitting further inside on the vehicle to create that alignment. And then two, the, the angles still don't match if you put them into that, if you were to slide Governor Conley to the interior of the vehicle either. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. So did you watch um, Oliver Stone's JFK? And uh, are you a back into the left kind of guy? <laughs> I have not actually. Um, we this was presented to us uh, in 2018. We were retained to evaluate this, and and we've just focused on our science. There's so much information out there. You know, even even with the 60th anniversary coming up tomorrow, uh, or you know, on Wednesday of this week, um, that is. Um, there is so much information on this case that it's, it's hard to understand all of it. And so we just focus on what we were provided and analyzed in a, in a scientific. How long did method. it take you from start to finish your analysis? Yeah, I mean, it, it's still it's still going. We started in 2018. We scanned Dealey Plaza <clears throat> at that time. And uh, with more evidence, with clearer images, uh, we rescanned it in 2023. The data has even gotten that much clearer and better. Um, and it's just something that you continue to work on periodically. And, um, and what is the clearest finding you have so far? That the bullet alignments don't match to be a single bullet theory. Did you need 2023 technology to tell you that? You need. Is that something they could have figured out in 1964? In 1964, none of this was even uh you know imaginable uh this this is in the past 20 years and it just is exponentially increasing and getting better in the past even five years <clears throat> so what what conclusions will people who are not steeped in the sort of forensic analysis that you are what will they draw from your work um well they'll they'll want to think about all of the different the ancillary things that that i have not focused on so they'll they'll want to think about you know the grassy knoll and a, and a bullet coming from the front and and all of these different uh theories on on you know the number of shots and all of those things so they're going to want to look at that what i would challenge the 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 community to consider is this is this is very scientific uh, reconstruction of the scene. And so now that this model is built, 
and it continues to get better and better as we as we you know continue to refine and just make the minor tweaks uh, to the presidential limousine and positions and all that stuff. As everybody continues to evaluate that, now you can start to very accurately evaluate each of these hypotheses to see if a bullet from the front could happen. Like, can that can a bullet from the overpass? You know, would it would it would it be able to? you know, miss the windshield and hit President Kennedy. Could one from the, from the uh, gra uh, grassy knoll, uh, same thing. Is there, is there a path that would align for that? So what I would hope is that now we have a, a, a very accurate model of Dealey Plaza in 1963 and their exact positions at that time. Now you can start to evaluate, you know, which bullet was which and that path that could have created the, you know, the, the scene and the, and the wound patterns that we have uh, and, and ultimately the assassination of President Kennedy. So if the wound patterns um, and the angles don't match up for the book depository, where do they match up from? Yeah, there's that's the next step. That is that's the next step to come up with another hypothesis, because what we've done is. Warren Commission report, single bullet coming through President Kennedy and then continuing into Governor Conley does not work. So we have to back up and now start to evaluate, okay, how can this physical evidence match some other hypothesis on how this happened? And what about um, Paul Landis is a former uh, Secret Service agent who was on the running board of the vehicle during the assassination. Uh, he said that he found the bullet at the scene and freaked out and knew that it was an important piece of physical evidence. And he says that he placed it on Governor Connolly's gurney. Um, how does that lend itself to the ultimate conclusion here? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard just a little bit about that. I think that came out in a book here recently. Um, I think that, uh, I think it's another piece of evidence that just has to be it's it's another it's another theory that has to be evaluated you know i mean in the entire scientific community as, as far as figuring out you know in a forensic manner what happened you have to evaluate every piece of evidence and and put it back into into context i think what has to happen is you have to consider that in the context of everything else so take that take that you know that that bullet that was that was found where it was found and all of that information and put that into our digital model in a, in a manner to start to figure out, okay, well, what, what bullets did cause these wounds if that bullet was found where, where he said it was found. Um, and, and I believe it was, it was lodged in his back. If, I, I don't know exactly, but so now start to take that and, and, and put that little piece of information into the entire you know, hypothesis of the of how this uh, assassination happened and see if that starts to match with our evidence. So two two kind of separate avenues that you're coming that, that we're coming at it from. That's that's one piece of evidence that exists. And what we're presenting is another piece of uh, we're presenting a scene that can that can evaluate these different trajectories and how these bullet wounds came to be. And who will formally use your analysis to come up with a broader conclusion? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there's 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 so much interest around this, uh, you know, still today, 60 years later. There's there's lots of people doing work. There's I mean, there's entire you know conventions and communities that are that are continuing to evaluate this and pulling together evidence. Uh, I what I hope to present in this is that this is a um, this is 
this is science. This is modern science with the, with the pinnacle of, of technology in, in today. Um, so take this and start to start to evaluate these hypotheses. And, and if, if people are, are, are truly evaluating the hypotheses and, and comparing them to the, you know, to the, to the, the scientific uh, reconstruction that we have here, this should start to alleviate some of the conspiracies and not, not conspiracies, but some of the potential hypotheses on where the bullet could have come from. Uh, and, you, you know, but by example, like if, if um, if if we're evaluating a shot through the um, from the front of the neck into in uh, into the, the the entering wound is in the front of the neck, okay. Well, let's look at that because there has to be several other things that have to come into play that can be evaluated in this model. It, uh, can that can that should there be a bullet wound in the or a bullet hole in the glass? Uh, can is there any location down down towards the front of the presidential limousine that could be a potential location where a shooter could have could have sat. The the model exists to start to evaluate whether that is even plausible. So so now you have to start pulling in these different pieces, these different theories that exist out there, and start uh, you know uh, putting them in the context of this of this digital model, this reconstruction, and seeing if they're, they're uh, even plausible. How does the Zabruder film? How did it inform your setup? Well, it was it's um, uh, it's a, a very key component of, of the investigation. There's you know I mean uh, video is just frame by frame uh, photographs of, of the scene, and so we have that each of those frames of where the presidential limousine was was located, and then what we've used as a process of match moving. So basically, you go from frame to frame to frame in the in the in the in the digital model, and you're connecting the dots. So you're putting a a, a, a solid path, you know, so you understand where President Kennedy moved from frame to frame, and you're putting him in between those things. So the the Zapruder film was 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 a was a huge part of our reconstructing exactly where president kennedy and governor and uh, governor Connolly were located in the limousine on the roadway and, and so forth including frame 313 including frame 313 was any of that hard to look at for you uh yes i mean i'm uh i'm an army uh, vet so um, I, I've been exposed to, to some of that stuff, uh, that, that might make it a little bit easier. Um, I think what, what I was able to do when I was studying this was to just understand the magnitude of the science, um, and, and the magnitude of the, the event in our history. Uh, and, and that's, that's fascinating to apply the forensic technology that we have now to something that happened in 1963 that had just such a huge impact. So probably able to bypass some of that just with those two components. What are you missing? Um, the scenes, the scenes complete. Um, the, the, the models need to continue to uh, fine tune and, and we're talking minute tweaks at this point, but 313 is a, is a critical piece. Um, you know, when you're when you're trying to figure out the next steps in that fatal shot uh, to President Kennedy, uh, head alignment and uh, and bullet trajectory, you know, bullet uh, path uh, uh, through President Kennedy's um, through his head is that's uh, 
that's the next piece that has to be analyzed. And it's, um, it's difficult. It's difficult to put together. When do you think we'll get more information from the government? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see with with the modern technology that we're putting out there. If if uh, if somebody at the at the federal level or uh, taxes level, state level wants to continue to evaluate this, um, I don't I don't know what the next step will be at the federal level. Well, in in terms of public interest, there are so many outstanding questions. And it it just seems like if they could use this sort of in-depth modern technology and analysis to come to a more substantial and acceptable conclusion, then they would utilize that. And for your sake and for our sake, I hope they do, because it's a lot of work for your team to go through um, just to create more questions at some point somebody has to utilize all of that and give us a satisfying answer because, you know, being left in limbo for 60 years is just unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, there has, ever since Jack Ruby shot Oswald in the police department, that just created such an opportunity for, for theories to, to run rampant. And the, you know, the investigation was done in 1963 with modern technology and the Warren Commission came out with its findings. You know, from that point forward, there has been so much information and it's gotten wider and wider. And People continue to dig and dig and dig and find just amazing stuff. I, I hear about new things daily on, you know, some little piece of evidence or fact or relationship or something like that that exists. Um, yeah, if, if somebody will, if the, if the federal government would, would grab a hold of these models and start to study this and aggregate the data that's now exists, um, you could, you could really start to, to narrow down and, and, um, and, and get down to some, uh, uh, some better, more accurate, um, conclusions on what happened in 1963. Yeah. One of, one of the most, uh, mysterious happenings in our nation's history and the fact that there are still so many outstanding questions it just goes to show the interest that people have and continue to have so where can they see and find your work yeah so we've we've got the 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 models that we provided you held on our website at notlab.com and um, and that's k-n-o-t-t lab.com notlaboratory.com notlaboratory.com that's the one Yep, that's us. You can find the information there. Okay, beautiful. Stanley Stoll, thank you so much for taking the time. I know this has been a a, a massive undertaking for you and your colleagues, so thank you for taking the time to explain it. And now I'm even more curious than before, so thank you, my friend. Thanks, Kennedy. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.